Well, hello again, everybody. This is R. Keith Bingham, author and owner of Anchor Firm Services, LLC, and Anchor Firm Publishing, and host of this, the Be the Dreamcatcher podcast. There is a part of Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, that I've told you in another podcast that I disagree with. And that is the sense that you get from the book that money is the be-all and end-all of riches. Well, I promise not to get into, into that rant this time, but I recognize that, that most people think of success in terms of business. But still, the part that always bugged me was that part, if you've ever read it, where he says to write out, among other things, a specific amount of money that you intend to possess and a specific date that you intend to possess it. Now, I won't get into the other things that are supposed to be on that piece of paper, but it, uh, you are supposed to read it out loud to yourself twice a day. And I used to think that was pretty hokey, and it still sounds hokey. But Mr. Hill really did have it right. If you doubt me on this, humor me for a moment. If you're driving or you're in an environment where it would be embarrassing for someone to uh, see you stand up, close your eyes, and do a silly exercise that I'm about to ask you to do, do yourself a favor and pause this podcast until you're alone. The points you get from it will be worth it, I promise. And get a piece of paper and a pen or pencil. So pause now. Back with me? Okay. There's an exercise that Tony Robbins has done in the past with his students. Stand up and put your feet together. Now with your feet pointed straight, stretch out your arm with your index finger pointing straight ahead. Wait until I say it the second time before you continue. Now, keeping your feet straight, turn your body with your arm extended and your finger pointing straight, turning as far as you can comfortably, and note where your finger was pointing. Don't strain. Let's say it one more time. Keeping your feet straight, turn your body with your arm extended and your finger pointing straight, turning as far as you can comfortably, and note where your finger was pointing. Don't strain. Okay, now put your arm down by your side and close your eyes. Now imagine that your arm is going up. Imagine that your index finger is pointed straight. Imagine turning your body so that your arm goes twice as far as it actually did. Now return it in your mind to rest beside you. Now repeat that imaginary exercise three more times, each time going slowly, but going a little farther each time until on the last time, you can imagine your finger pointing almost in front of your body on the other side. I'll wait a few seconds. Okay, did you finish the imaginary exercises? So now with your eyes open, your feet planted straight, extend your arm and point your finger straight ahead and turn your body slowly as far as you can comfortably. Did you go farther? If you didn't purposely try to skew the results, most people go about 25% farther than the first time they did it. It's just a matter of adjusting our belief in what we can do. <clears throat> In the same way, it's not the resources that we have that can make the difference in the success people enjoy. It's resourcefulness. It's what they do with whatever they have or don't have. 
how many people have you known or known about that had every break, great families, plenty of money, and they just spend their lives in and out of jail or rehab or both? And then there's the hardworking, honest guy or gal that it just seems that life just keeps kicking them in the gut. And even against those odds, they really, really make it. And not just make it either. Some of them have changed life as we know it today. Ralph Lauren, the polo guy, couldn't even afford to own his clothes at one time. J.K. Rowling can remember times in the early 90s when she would not eat so that her daughter could. Unstoppable action is what it takes to succeed. Belief that is so strong that it is no less than unshakable self-assurance. That's what fuels our potential. Get that piece of paper and that pen and draw a big circle like a clock. At the 12 o'clock position, put the word potential. At 6 o'clock, put achievement. Now on the right side, at 3 o'clock, put the word energy or work effort. effort. At 9 o'clock, put conviction or self-confidence. Maybe confidence is, is not strong enough. Conviction and certainty is better. With your finger, thought I'd give you a few more seconds. With your finger now, start at 9 o'clock and go clockwise to 12 o'clock. If you have complete certainty about your potential, it will cause you to take unstoppable action or energy to get the achievement you need. If you don't get the right achievement, you adjust your actions or energy up. Now what unsuccessful people do instead is adjust their self-assurance down. They think, well, this is the best I can do, so I can't expect any more. <clears throat> think of potential as the firebox on an old railroad car. Firemen in the old days were the guys that tended the fuel. Uh, action is what the firemen had to do with the coal or wood or oil in those days to get the results needed, which was to move that local locomotive along at the desired speed. Now, let's say the fireman wasn't a particularly motivated one, and so he didn't stoke the fire as much as his counterparts. After a while, he would become accustomed to the slower results, and so the potential of that locomotive uh, was defined by the fireman's actions. You are the, the fireman or the firewoman of your success. If you start out with the same sort of beliefs, beliefs as that fireman developed after a time, you will end up taking just the right am amount of action to get those poor results. You've got to decide why you want to do it. If it's just to make money, you might make it, but it's not going to be enough to really, really make it. You have to want more. Money is nice, but believe it or not, it isn't gratifying long-term. Hunger is great motivation, but physical hunger, once it's satisfied, is low motivation. You've got to hunger for something else. Hunger for making other people succeed. Hunger for feeding the poor. Hunger to show everyone else the love of God. Hunger for a cure for cancer. Hunger for your daughter to be happy. Whatever it is, it has to be not just about you. The achievements that many people have are often disappointing, and it's not because those people aren't capable, it's because fear gets in the way. 
They don't make their plans large enough for their capabilities in many cases. They're afraid. They're afraid of failure. They're afraid of rejection. They're afraid it's not going to work. They let the fear part of the mind take over and they lose momentum and they get stuck. Sometimes they're even afraid of success. Because what happens if you start succeeding at your plans and your dreams? It starts becoming less of a dream as, and as it starts to become a reality, so they have less options. Succeeding means they have to deliver. As long as that responsibility, responsibility to deliver the stuff they should be happy to, to deliver is just a dream, they're off the hook. Otherwise, it becomes something else to paralyze them with that same fear of failure. So they're one and the same, really. Authors feel this, too. I felt it myself. Many of us have this voice in our heads that talk to us every time we sit down to write or to do whatever our dream is. That voice says, who do you think you're kidding? You're never going to be good enough to do this. Why don't you stop making a fool out of yourself and do something useful with your time? Don't listen to that voice. You are good enough. You can do it, whatever it is. That doesn't mean you won't have some disappointments and some minor failures along the way as you learn. The secret is to count those as positive things. If you learn and adjust from your disappointments, you get better. In time, you'll be great. Let's get back to your circle. Everything you do to decrease the 3 o'clock, the energy or work effort, or the 9 o'clock, the conviction or belief in yourself, has a direct effect on all three other positions. Everything you do to decrease either one of those affects the other three. It can become a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. If you decrease conviction or confidence, you will decrease your potential and your energy by effort or effort by necessity. And of course, then what happens to achievement? It has nowhere to go but down. Conversely, you can start out with total conviction and limitless potential. You put out minimal effort or energy and then your achievement suffers, which leads to less conviction and then lower potential. Energy <clears throat> expansion is probably going to go down even more, and thus goes achievement. To get success, you have to keep momentum up, and you can only do that by constantly stoking conviction, belief in yourself, and effort or energy. What stops people from proceeding? Momentum. Uh, achievement comes from an obsession about forcing yourself to take action. Like momentum in sports, something happens, the game changes. Sometimes the losing team gets a spark and their momentum goes up. Sometimes the winning team loses a spark and their momentum goes in the toilet. Whatever, the momentum has changed in our lives. Our success has momentum and it is fueled by our energy, which is fueled by our certainty that no matter how the results look now, if we just keep making adjustments to our effort, we will eventually get the right results. And that, my friend, is the difference between success and failure. <clears throat> okay, so that's it for this podcast, except to remind you what I keep saying. Failure is a temporary condition until we permit it to be permanent. Remember that. Live by it. Now go out and make somebody else's day better, will you?